Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. 2022 is going to be your greatest year if you choose it to be. How about that? Now, I know that a lot of times our years become uh, almost images of the past year. So in other words, it's like you're looking in a mirror of, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020. Well, we can get rid of that one. 2021 and pretty much everything continues to look the same. So what we want to do is, is we want to look at the, the, the Bible and look at natural principles in the sense of right now, I want us to understand that we are born and we change. In the moment of birth, from the process of living this life on this earth, it's a process of change. And that's the expectation that we should all look at and desire, and that is change. Now, once we hit a certain level in our age, you know, we stop that growth in the body, and it almost like starts, it's, it's like a moving train, and it's put on the brakes, and it moves forward for a little while, but all of a sudden it stops, and then there's the backward action of the body. And that's what we try to fix. Amen. So the key is, is in 2022, we're looking at our lives, we're followers of Jesus, and we're asking ourselves, how can we make change? Now, this is what everybody's doing, or everybody has done, uh, you know, their New Year's resolutions, or most everybody, and you're desiring to want change. And that is, that that's awesome about you. And it's something that we want. And it's something that we should desire uh, going into a new year. We should want things different. And that's what I want you to understand. That's, that's the right way to be. That's correct. The problem is, is people stop making resolutions because they don't have change. People making resolutions stop resolutions within seven weeks because what? they don't have change. In other words, we're wanting something to happen right away. We want to feel an experience within the first few weeks. I mean, you know, the fat of your body doesn't leave in the first few weeks. It takes a while to get rid of that stuff, just like it took a while for you to put it on. No one gets up, you know, no one gets up in the morning weighing 120 and, 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 eats a buffet and, and eats all the candy and cookies they want, and then they, they weigh 200 because it just happened overnight. No, there's a process of time. This is something we have to look at correctly because what we do is, is we, don't, we, we don't understand how to experience new. And that's what change requires, new. And we want 2020 to be new, do you not? Do you not want change happening in 2022? Do you not want that? So what we're going to do is we're going to look at what the Bible says about this and get our minds in the right mode to be able to experience what God's word is for love life. All right? Because I want to know. And each year I ask. And each year he delivers. It's what God does. It's what I've, from the very beginning of this church, I established a connection with God in the sense of before each year, I want to know a word that will drive us, a word that will give us 
hope, a word that will build our faith, a word that will take us to the next level. And each year, that's exactly what he does. Now, does that mean everybody receives and experiences? No. Nothing in God's word even promises that. It's if you choose to believe, if you choose to obey, if you choose to receive. So you could be in here and heard the word from last year and went through 2021 not experiencing any of it. But the thing is, religion gets us to blame God or blame others. But God's word says, look at yourself. Who'd you choose this day whom you're going to serve? Who did you choose? Now you look at your life and you can use this for every area of your lives. If you want to be healthy physically, who did you choose today? If you want to lose, what did you choose today? If you want to, whatever, whatever it is, if you want to increase in, in, in uh, Bible reading, what did you choose today? Whatever the case may be, time with the Lord. What did you choose today? It's not what did I choose next week or what do I choose a week from now? It's today. What do you choose today? And I want us all to be able to connect with this. Live stream, hear me. We need to connect with the Bible truths to receive these truths in our lives, operating our lives. And that is so vital. There's nothing more important than this, being able to connect with that. I've got so much going on for 2022. And what is this, the second day? Second day. I've got so much going on. I have so much expectation. There are going to be so many new things happening that it just, I'm pumped about 2022. And there are going to be so many new things operating in our church that are just going to be above and beyond. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. So 1 Thessalonians 2.13, we'll start with this scripture. And this is how you experience a word from the Lord. This is the key. Now, I've been in the seat before, as you, and hearing a pastor say what I'm saying. And in that, I learned through the process of my walk with the Lord that it's very important to pay attention and to receive. Just as the disciples needed to receive from Jesus, and just as other leaders in the church needed to receive from Paul, needed to receive from Peter, needed to receive from James and John, we, we see this in scripture where there's a message being given and people that are receiving the message. Now, you might look at that in, in a way where, well, I don't need that. I don't have to do it. Then you don't need natural principles, which means when you were, you know, five years old, you didn't need a school teacher. You didn't need to go to first grade because you know everything. You didn't need to go to second grade because you know everything. In other words, you know that not to be true. But because you're an adult now, it's the concept that people have to deal with all the time is, is I can do it on my own. If that was true, then why is the, the percentages of success and failure not even close? It's because most people don't want to receive. They want to think, I can do it my way. In your way, it, you know, how's that book working for you? Okay, moving right along. Thessalonians 2.13, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. We do what? We thank God without ceasing. That means they constantly are thanking God. 
They're constantly thanking God. My family were doing communion um, on New Year's Eve, and we were talking about different things, and thanking God um, was brought up in the subject. And I was explaining how I thank God for everything. Constantly, I'm thanking God. I thank God for this church all the time. I thank God for the building. I thank God for this neighborhood. I'm always thinking of God. And you know what? I do it all the time. I don't stop with, I said it once last year, and I don't need to say it again. I'm just thankful. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my boys. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for you. I'm, I, I thank God continuously. I don't do it on January 1st, and I stop. I thought, I, I thanked you already, God. Didn't you hear me? No, it says without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, this is why he kept thanking God. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Are you hearing that? You didn't receive it from, from Dan up here, or Danny, or Daniel, or the reverend, or the bishop, or the holy apostle father. You didn't, you didn't, you hear it from this gift in my personality, but that is a tool that God chose to use, not my choice, his choice. And in that choice, you now receive from God his words. Now, you might be thinking, well, your doctrines of, I don't need anyone, I do it myself, it gets blown away when you start reading the New Testament. When you truly go, I think I'm going to read the New Testament and see what this is all about. And really pay attention to what's written in it instead of creating my own opinions, my own feelings, or my own false doctrines through religion. So what we do is we hear these words and we say, okay, what happened? They received it as God's word, and watch this, which also effectively works. Everybody say effectively works. That word literally means it's powerful in action. Powerful in action. It effectually works. It has this active power to what? In you who believe. Everybody say believe. So where's the power activated? In your belief. But wait a minute. Did they not say you received it as the word of God? Well, then what if they received it as Paul, my next door neighbor? It's the same way as Jesus, my carpenter from Nazareth. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing at all. See, Scripture shows us that how this works is the ability to receive instruction from a, a, a pastor, a teacher, whatever, and through that instruction, you receive it with an attitude. Now, is that not how we grew up on this planet so far? Right? Isn't it true? You didn't go to first grade and go, I don't need to hear that. I know everything. Well, that's not true. Because most kids, especially in public schools, you ain't, you know, you're not even reading until your fourth grade, the way things are going now. So you ain't learning nothing. And that's the point. The point is, is the instruction is not only necessary, but we need to demand it. 
And that's why I don't play games up here. And that's why I don't mess around. And that's why I don't come up here unprepared. Are you guys hearing me? I, I don't take this lightly at all. There's, I put a high importance to what I do. And so I, I gather everything necessary that's needed to be able to bring forth a word from God for us. Not just for you, for us. I want it as much as I believe you want it. Are you with me? He said, so what? He said, you who believe this active power operates effectively in you who believe. The question is, is do you believe? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Do you believe? Everything in God's word, everything in your relationship with Jesus is tied to, do you believe? Do you believe? That's it. Do you believe? And you need to really recognize the responsibility to ask yourself that question. Because if you're missing it, if things are not happening, if things are not working, you got to look to the belief area of your life. And that's so important. I take thorough examination of belief in my life. I want to make sure that my belief is lined up to the way it should be. I'm just not assuming my belief is good. I always want to make sure that it's correct. Now, that doesn't mean there's going to be times when I'm off or times when I'm missing it. That has nothing to do with anything. That's what life's about. You're not perfect. You'll never be perfect. But we always need to strive for being better. Amen? So there are going to be times when you're missing it. You're missing the mark. Well, then we have to what? Repent. Not in the religious concept, but repent, meaning turn in the direction that's correct. Turn from this direction you're going. That's so simple. But when you relate it to a religious concept of repent of your sin, which isn't in the Bible, it's those word, two words aren't together, by the way. And I know right now people freak out on that, but you will not find it. Then the issue is, is why do we tie them together so much? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question to ask yourself. Why? Because if it's not in the Bible, why are you doing it? That is how you investigate belief and then start realizing, wait a minute, I'm putting everything in belief systems, something that's not even scripturally sound. And that's what we have to do. Recognize truth and then put the truth to operation. God wants your success. So in his word, he's not going to give you information that will not help you be successful. He's going to get information that's going to require success. And that's what we have to follow. What does his word say? Amen. And just by the way, the word is still true, even if you don't believe it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The word is true. And I'm choosing to believe that word. Je Jesus said to a bunch of blind men, he said, do you believe that I'm able to heal you? To, to a bunch of blind guys. Do you believe I'm able to do this? That's what he said to them. Now, now this is what they said. I believe so. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, we're blind. We've been blind forever. Think about the process of what's happening into them. So he's asking to a blind man, a bunch of them, do you believe 
that I can do this. Now, that's not something that's going to happen where you wake up in the morning and go, oh, yeah, I can believe it can be, I can be healed. There's this process of going through life and recognizing that, remember, blind men, what I'm hearing is different than what I'm experiencing. They're not seeing miracles. Oh, my gosh. Can you guys listen to me? They're not seeing an arm grow. They're not seeing a lame walk. They're blind. We, we go through, I need to see it. I just need to see. Let me see an angel once. Let me see. Jesus, just come into my, my bedroom once. So we're, we're looking at life with, we need to see something before we believe something. Jesus goes to blind men that only been hearing something. He heals everybody. He heals the lame. He heals blind. He, he heals, he heals, he heals. Then Jesus comes to these guys that have heard, that have heard, not seen. They don't see it happen. They haven't saw anything. Do you believe that this can be done? I haven't seen it, but I've heard. What, what, where'd they get it? We've heard. And in the hearing of this can be done, he says this. According to your faith, according to your belief, according to your expectation, let it be done to you. Do you believe I can do this, Jesus says? According to your belief, let it be done to you. He puts them on the spot. And what happened? They believed and they received sight. He didn't say, according to my wonderful power that you've been listening to, and I do it with everybody, I just go on healing everybody. He didn't say that. He said, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? And they received their sight. My question is, is do you believe? Do you believe? And then fill in the blank. Do you believe? They didn't see and they haven't seen any miracles. Nothing. They heard. Are you listening to the power of what I'm saying right now? A lot of people are spiritually blind, even in church. You have the opportunity to see, but you're spiritually blinded by what you believe. Not, wait a minute, hear what I said. By what you believe. And that belief is affecting you. And we need to clear, clear out beliefs and bring in the correct ones that need to be in our life. 2022 is going to demand you to have a belief system tied to what this word is about. Okay? I promise you, if you hook up with this word and say, I received this as a word from God for my life, I promise you it's going to happen. It, it's, it's because, see, the belief isn't tied to one specific action. The belief is tied to the process of life. And I'll get into this because you, 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 you operate everything in your life tied to a belief. 
everything, not one belief, all beliefs. Everything in your life is tied to beliefs. In those beliefs, they then operate through what you, how you act, how you see life, your perspective on life, and things like that. But it's tied to what you believe or what you don't believe completely. They chose to believe God. They chose to believe Paul when they would teach the word. They chose to receive it. Then they put it to use. That active power operated. By the way, belief, faith is a verb. It's not a noun. It's a verb. That means action is required. Are you guys hearing me? Okay. Now, he says this. Do you believe that I can do beyond what you can see, beyond what you have experienced, beyond what your life has been about? Can you believe? Can you do that? Now, I'm just, right now I want you to focus in on the picture. You got guys that have been blind for birth. They haven't seen anything. So here they are in a position now where Jesus is literally coming to them and saying, listen, can you believe that I can do this? And then he says, according to your faith, let it be done. Not to my power, according to your what? Your belief, your belief. Blind men having to believe something that they have no con connection with whatsoever. They don't even know what seeing is like. See, we're not, we don't think about this. We see. We're talking people that have no... You can draw a picture, but what are you going to draw a picture of? Oh, it looks like a tree. They've never seen a tree. The only way they're going to be able to see is if they were able to touch it and experience through touch the full picture, like a ball. So someone could hammer a ball and they could touch it and go like this and go, okay, that's a ball because we feel it and experience it. So just by touch, they can draw the picture in their mind. But they don't know color. Well, it's blue. You don't like the sky. They don't know what blue is. Why is this so important? Because I'm going to tell you what the word of the Lord is for 2022. Are you guys ready for it? Yes. All right, go ahead and give it to him. The word for 2022 is going beyond. Going beyond. Now, why is this so exciting? Well, first and foremost, this is something that I believe we all desire in our lives. But the word also carries this, a thing of unknown, where this, this is beyond, a place where I haven't been before. The definition of beyond is something that lies on or to the farther side something that lies outside the scope of ordinary experiences to a degree or amount greater than, beyond, outside the limits of something, beyond. 
And when you start looking at the word beyond, you start realizing that's something that's distant. But it's a place. It's, there's a position that's, that's out there in the beyond. And God is telling us that 2022, if you choose to accept this mission, I'm just thinking a mission impossible and the tape's about to go If you choose, your life is going to have the opportunity to go beyond than you'd ever been before. Now remember, I'm talking about in the very, just a few minutes ago, blind men. They have zero expectation as far as what's in front of them because it's something very unknown. To the... So the highest level of having unknown, Jesus is dealing with the unknown. And he's saying to them, are you ready to go beyond? Not, not beyond that something that you are contained, something that you can get to, beyond that you've never been able to experience. Oh my gosh, that's what God is speaking to us right now. Things in your life where you've had no change. You have been blinded in these areas for years. And God's saying it's time to go beyond. It's time to go beyond. It is not tied to your own ability. It's tied to your belief, trusting him and allowing him to do exactly what your expectation is. Not he's going to do it because he just said he'll do it. No, he doesn't operate that way. He said, according to your belief, 2022 will take you beyond according to your belief. According to your belief. Now, what does this mean? It means, listen, people, we are so connected to training. We're connected to our belief systems. We're connected to things we didn't even realize we're connected to. We, we train, we operate, we, we work with people, we, we work with our children, all tied to our, our, how we were trained. If you don't change the information of the training, you train exactly like your parents did. Completely, 100%. It doesn't matter if you say, I'll never be like them. You're just like them. Unless, unless you make a choice. And that choice requires not, I will never be like them. No, it requires new information to take, to replace the old information. Everything in knowledge is the same as a habit. Everything. And a habit requires, for habit to be fixed or changed, it requires another habit. You, you don't just pull habits out and leave a void. There's a requirement. That's why a lot of people break bad habits and they enter into another bad habit. And what we want is we want to do habit breaking with good habits or good life decisions. And so here we're seeing that this word says that God is going beyond. He's going to go beyond, take us beyond if we will believe. 
if we choose to believe. Amen? Can you? No. Will you believe? Will you believe? And when you determine in your life and say, you know what, this is just the scripture I start off for 1 Thessalonians 2.13. I'm going to choose to receive that, not just not from Pastor Dan, but as a word of God for my life. And now I am expecting from that word that my life is going beyond. And that's what's going to happen. I'm going to go beyond. I'm not going to try to figure out why, because I've never been there before. I'm not sure, how does this work? I'm not going to concern myself about that. I'm going to believe, amen? Everything that's tied to your, your knowledge you have right now is tied to the position of the concept of belief. You didn't have to understand. You didn't have to be proved. You just had to be taught and received. And as you were taught and received, it expanded the ability to what? The ability to build on the information Precept upon precept, line upon line. Are you guys hearing me? That is life 101. I'm talking about everywhere on planet Earth, it's exactly the same thing. So what that means is knowledge, growth, understanding operates the same way. It doesn't change when you get become an adult. So this is the word from the Lord to you. But to receive it, you've got to hear and see. And that's what we're going to be looking at right now. Hebrews 4.2. The word which they heard, now this is talking about Israel and it's talking about all of us. The word which we heard, are you hearing the word right now? Now listen what, what the Bible says. I know I, I, I throw out the Bible to us all the time in here, but it's a good thing. Amen. The word which they heard now, this is akuyo. Akuyo means it's you're listening to sound, all right? The word they heard. Now, there's a process of hearing. Jesus says, do you have ears to hear? And he said it all the time. Do you have ears to hear? Well, I mean, that's obvious. They're all standing there listening to him. But he's making a point that is important for all of us to hear. And that is there's a difference of hearing noise and hearing for the purpose of instruction for change, for transformation. So he says, do you have ears to hear? Here it says here, they, the word which they heard did not profit them. The word that they heard, God saying, I'm going to send you the promised land. I'm going to, your life is going to be successful. You're going to have a time where you can rest in my, in my promises and rest in what I've already done. In all my goodness, I worked six days, the seventh day I rested. Rested for a month. I did everything for you. It was good. And to rest in that position of faith. And this is what he says. He says this. He says, the word which they heard did not profit them. Why? Because in the hearing, listen, in the hearing, they did not mix it with faith. They did what? They didn't mix it with faith. Well, what is faith? Do you see what I'm saying? Well, all of a sudden, now he's bringing in the concept of faith into the position of hearing. Oh my gosh, are you guys listening? Do you know, back to first grade, that's exactly the operation of a first grader, a kindergartner. They're hearing mixed with faith. 
I mean, it takes you a couple years to be taught to be rebellious. But in first grade, you know, you might be, you know, still having problems keeping, you know, watching the teacher or, you know, wanting to play with the friend next to you. There, there's just that immaturity level. But I'm telling you right now, you hear mixed with faith at that age. Because you don't know it. You don't even know the person that's teaching you. And that person that's teaching you is someone that's totally not a part of your life. And your mom, your parents drop you off and they say, you're going to learn from this teacher. You don't even know what that means. And they sit you down with everybody else. And they start handing out little papers, handing out crayons, and they start writing on a chalkboard. And all these things, you're in there hearing mixed with faith. Why? Because that information is staying with you. Now, does it happen first day? Does it happen first week? No. Guess what? None of this happens instantly. It's a process. A process. So the information we're receiving is a process that builds. Now, of course, as we get older, it can be a quicker process because we have availability to more information, more understanding, more knowledge. Or it can be just detrimental as well. We've got too much knowledge, too much information. But what I'm saying is, is yeah, we're going to be able to go quicker than a first grader. Amen? Yeah. All right. So... He says, they did not profit because it was not mixed with faith in those that heard it. Everybody say, heard it. That's the word asakuo. Asakuo in the Greek literally means this, to hear with an attitude to receive. To hear with an, so what happened? One heard, but didn't receive. The others hear and receive. What, what made the difference? Choice. Did you choose to receive it as the word of God, or you just choose it to receive from PD? Is that how did you choose to receive? And so by choosing, by making, listen, you come in here, it's not about me, it's about you. So what you do is you say, I want to have transformation. I want change in my life. So I'm going to hear and put what I'm hearing into my heart. The difficulty, listen, I've been doing this for a long time. There's a lot of difficulties. Most of the difficulties are just a battle in your mind. I mean, some people, you know, you're, you're battling just because, you know, I might be wearing a different color than you like. <laughs> Why is he wearing that color today? Shouldn't it be a little more brighter? It's second day of January. And believe me, religious people are weird. They'll argue all kinds of points. The thing is, is we need to challenge ourselves not to be weird. <laughs> Amen? Just not going to do it. So I'm going to change. 2022 is a new year for me. I'm going to make the change. that make it happen. Amen? Your faith is released to God by your belief. All right? By your belief. Jesus said this to disciples, their failure in the ability to get beyond or greater was tied to little faith. Everybody say little faith. Now, we already understand that little faith is not, 
talking about quantity at all. Because he said, with mustard seed, that's the, he said the tiniest seed that he, in, in his region, the tiniest seed, if you just have the tiniest seed of faith, you can speak to a mountain. There's nothing larger than a mountain. So he said, the little tiny seed of faith can move a mountain. So is this little faith based upon size? No. What is it based upon? It's based upon non-action. Immaturity. When you're immature, you don't act. Or you act incorrectly. So what he did is he said, listen, you weren't able to because the faith that you have became a position where it was immature. Because we can look at their lives and we see areas where they were mature in faith. And a lot of areas where they're not mature in faith. But the point is, the key is, is realize that Jesus is saying, you couldn't go beyond because immature faith. You didn't believe, you didn't desire to believe. Belief isn't having all the answers in front of you. Belief is a position of trust. Can you believe? Can you believe that 2022 is the year of going beyond? And then when you look at that and say, yes, I can, then you now have to look at your life and saying, where do I need to go beyond it? Where, wh what are the areas of my life that I want to go beyond? And that's the starting point. That's when things start opening up and then you have the opportunity to go to a place that you've never gone before. Sounds like a Star Trek advertisement. Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who is able, everybody say able. able. That's a Greek word, dunamis. Dunamis, we get the word dynamite. It's explosive power. Explosive power. Are you guys hearing me? Now to him who is able. I love this because you're reading the Bible. Now to him who is able, and you're just reading the word able. Are you able to do this? Are you able to come over? And we, were, we read the word able, and that's how we define it. Are you able? But in the Greek language, is in, it's the ability to do something with power. With power. Everybody say power. All right. Now watch this. Now to him who has the explosive power in action to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. The word of God is saying that our God, our Lord, is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what? Well, we can ask or think, which both of them are tied together. Now think about what's being said here. This scripture is telling me and you right now. It's saying, our God, our God. Now, be like me, not like Mike, be like me, all right? Now think about this. Remember, I've, I've talked to you many, many times about this. Live stream, listen to me. Be like me. Dumb this thing down. Look at it. Pay attention to it. Use common sense and really go. Why would he even throw that in there? What, what is it in there for? 
And that's what I do. I look at these things and go, wait a minute, why is that even in there? Unless, unless, why is he saying this? Unless, and then he says what? He says, I am able to do, not, not, I'm God, of course I can do awesome things. I'm God. But he says, I'm able to do something that is so far. It's so great. And, and when you look at what he's saying, he's saying literally in the Greek is exceedingly, exceedingly in abundance beyond measure. And the words literally mean is, is you can't figure it out. It's too big. It's too beyond. Are you guys hearing me? Now, wait a minute. Why is he saying this? Because it does not end at ask or think. But that's how most Christians do it. And then they say, God, my God is able to do abundantly above and beyond what I can ask or think. He is able to do this. He is able to. God, go do it. And that's not what the scripture says at all. It doesn't say it at all. What does the scripture say? It says that my God operates in a way that's so far from what I can literally comprehend in my mind, which affects what I say. He goes beyond what my abilities are. Why is that so important? Because your abilities are different from my abilities. So see, I can probably get to some place that you can't, and you can get to some place that I can't. But it's only based upon your ability against my ability. And then God comes on the scene and says, listen to my ability. Okay, so where does that take us? It takes us from get rid of the period, because there's no period in this message. He's saying quit it. Quit listening to that scripture and saying, God, do the exceedingly abundantly. God, make it happen. Because that's not what the Bible's teaching. It says what? It says that he can do above and beyond all we can ask or think according to. Everybody say according to. There's the key. But wait a minute. We're looking at it in a simple fashion. Right? We're reading it. We're saying, okay, why did God throw this in there about how great he is in the area of going beyond my ability? Why? Why is he saying this? And then he says this, according to the power that works in us. All right, not, wait a minute. Not according to my knowledge, according to the power. But he says, ask or think. Now look at this. Now let's, let's pay attention to, remember I've, I've done teaching on prayer. And in the words of prayer, there's different words in prayer. Okay, so that means communication is not monotone. Communita communication has emotion or no emotion. Communication has, uh, uh, it can have excitement, it can have anger, it can have sadness, it can have joy. Are you guys hearing me? So communication is all over the place. Communication is different. I can communicate with some of you in a, just a specific, short, 
type of communication. And then there's other people I can go greater in communication. Why? Because relationship changed. And there's some of you I can go even greater in that communication. Why? Because relationship changed. And then you get into your inner circle. You go greater in communication. They get into your, your family, your home, greater communication. Get to your, you know, the spouse, greater communication. All of a sudden you see levels of communication, but it's all communication. But the one that the, gets the greatest, I'm not going to be doing to the person in line at Safeway that's standing in front of me. You know, today really sucked. Let me tell you what happened when I woke up. You're, you, don't, you don't talk that way. Well, some people do, but they're a little crazy there. Are you guys hearing me? So what happens is, is we understand prayer. We take it out of religious context and we say, prayer is communication to God. You don't communicate to God one specific way. You communicate to God just like we do one another. I'm going to ask someone for something differently than I ask someone else for something correct? So I might come to you that I don't even know you, and the way I ask you is going to be totally different. Hey, um, I know it might seem a little difficult, and this might be weird to even ask, but do you think you could? And it's almost, it, it's almost like, I don't even know if I should do that. That's the lowest level of asking in relationship, correct? You all agree with this? Everybody agree with this? All right. But then you get to the other where, where you're talking to your children or, or your wife or your husband. You're going, uh, I, I need you to take care of this. I'm asking that you, you do this. And it has what? It has an authority to it. There's a relationship connection, correct? That's exactly what this word is in aeteo. Aeteo literally means is request or demand. Now think about this because there are many times that this scripture is used, and it's always tied to the position of your connection with God, your relationship with him, and you're saying, God, I'm requesting in the area of demanding, not demanding from God, but demanding the right that he gave you. And how do people go to God in prayer? <laughs> oh, God. God. And God's like going, I'm your dad. I'm not listening. One word you say. Because if my son ever came up to me, he's like, I'm going to say, you must be a neighbor's kid. You don't belong here. I'm not your papa. No, they're going to ask as a request, but also understand it's a request that they know they have the right it's not a demand as if you do what I say. It's a demand tied to relationship. Are y'all hearing me? Y'all know this to be true because we do it all the time. We have different levels of connection. This level is exactly that. Look at this. Above all that we can ask, request in the form of I have relationship, I'm walking in authority now. I just told you a scripture where God says, listen, I'm able to do. Why is he saying that? Unless he wants us to know. Right. Why would he want me to know this? Because he wants me to partake of his divine nature. And that's in 1 Peter. Are you guys hearing me? He's saying this. In my family, I want you to be going through life knowing 
that I have explosive ability and power to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you could even ask or think. So don't come to me like, I know this is a big, I know this is big, God, but I'm asking you. He's like going, are you kidding me? That's not even a, a little tiny thing to me. But we're making out of a big thing. Why would he do that? Because he's our papa. He's our dad. And he's wanting his kids to come up to him like, you're, you're, you're all that. You're all that, dad. Just like I want my boys to come up to me and say, my dad can do anything. And he can whoop your dad. Now, <laughs> I, I want him to have that ability, you know what I'm saying? Have the ability to come up to me with, with stars in their eyes, with the ability to say, you know what, this is what I believe, this is what I want. And just in that relationship, they have this, this security in this place of, it, it, it can happen, it can happen. Not all timid and a fearful and a freak, Papa, the word we ask or think, or think is noyeo. That literally is tied to perception, perspective. Abundantly beyond what we ask based upon our perception. Are you guys hearing me? What is he saying? It's all tied to the level of how you believe. Because how you believe it's how you speak. Everybody in here, the way you communicate is tied to how you believe. How you believe can change in who you're front of. Are you guys hearing? So what does that mean? It means communication changes with your belief. If you believe that someone could care less about you and someone really doesn't want to hear what you have to say, your communication is different. But when you get it from someone that you know they care, communication changes. Are you guys, am, I, am, I, am I reaching anyone this morning? Do you hear this? Okay, because this is tied to a God that says, I'm beyond, beyond. And I'm throwing it in there because I want you to know that I can do beyond, beyond. But I need you to get your belief system tied to your mouth, connected to the beyond, beyond. That's what he's saying to us. Get beyond, beyond, because when you do this and you come in what? According to, that literally means in agreement with. You are conforming to that information. According to what? My belief. I am looking at my God beyond, beyond, going beyond in 2022 as if he means what he says. So now I give in the morning, I'm like, every day, I will now be going, I'm going beyond, Pop. I'm going beyond. Father, I'm going beyond. And I'm expecting through the day that there are going to be times when going beyond is happening. You might be thinking something that's so crazy and distant. I'm talking about life, people. There are times when you're sitting there going, I just don't know the answer. I'm expecting going beyond now for that answer. Beyond is not about just something big that you never experienced. Oh, we get to go to Paris this year. It's beyond. And that's going to be your success in life. 
because you went one place in 2022, that's very minimal in life. I want this happening daily. I want to have my life not only experience it, but know this is a part of it. Because this is what the Lord said to me. He said, you're going to take this word in 2022 and beyond. It's not just for 2022 and beyond. I thought, okay, God, I'll do that. I'm with you. I hook up with you. Now he said, according to the power that works in us, the word power is the same word that he used about him, dunamis. He's saying, I have this explosive power in me. You have this explosive power in you. I have this explosive power in me. You have the same explosive power in you. Why? Because we're sons. We're daughters of God. We're his kids. And now he's saying, I need you to start expanding your horizons and go to the beyond. Are you guys with me? Come on now. This is great. Listen, the belief system Everything we believe is how we perceive. It's our perspective. You guys getting this? If you believe in a cheap God, that's your life. If you believe in a mean God, that's your life. That's your perspective. I'm going to change your view, your belief of God. Just like we talked last Sunday about Jesus. Was it nice being reintroduced to the real Jesus? Because a lot of times we get caught up where we forget how awesome he is. And so we can forget how awesome God is in what he wants to do for his kids. And here I'm in 2022. I look at my boys. I look at my wife. I look at I look our church. And I say, I want better. I want the best. And I'll do that, but only one reason. I want this. I want to see it happen. When, when, I, when I hear of a testimony of someone, and I got this new thing, and I got this new house, or I got this new, new job, and this raise, and I got this, you might be telling me something about excitement in your life. In my heart, I'm going, yes, awesome, awesome. And it should be a line of people wanting to testify about how good God's been in your life. Are you guys hearing me? It's the way it should be. That's the gospel of a good God. That's the, the epistle written before people. Amen? And that's what we want to do. That's what I want to do. Let me give you four truths concerning perspective. Number one, what I perceive about life determines what I receive in my life. What I perceive about life is what I receive in my life. If you have a negative perspective, you are going to receive negative are you guys hearing? Number two, how you view things will determine how you do things. How you view things will determine how you do things. If you view things out of fear, if you view things with, with, with anxiety, if you view th- whatever it is, it's going to how you do. It's going to be how you react. Your perspective determines how you react in life. Your perspective determines how you relate to God and his kingdom. If you believe he's a a cancer-giving, car-wrecking God, that's how you're going to perceive. You read the scripture just like that. 
Everything in there is going to be not for you except when it comes down to judgment. So you're going to have to spend most of your time in the Old Testament. And then you'll feel good because that's how you perceive it. Oh my goodness. Number three, how you view you will determine how you view God. I don't know how many guys I've helped and, and gals to understand that principle. Because if you hate yourself, you, there's no way you can believe God loves you. If you can't stand yourself, there's no way you can believe God cares for you. It's impossible. So I work toward getting you to understand the real you. See, the old you, of course, no one likes that. It's true. I mean, we, we all can point at all the negatives and all the ugly. It's so simple. We can make lists of the negatives in people's lives. Even if it's our best friend, we can make a list. Can we or can we not? Is this true? We, we're good at the area of judgment. We're good at it. But God says in his word, that's not what we're supposed to be good at. We're not. Our outlook on life should always be to the positive. You know what the culture in this world is? The culture in this world is we go to the negative instantly. You know what, pastor? Negative. Right away, you don't even, there's no positive in this. You go straight to, you know, my wife, negative. Husband, negative. So it's automatically you're going to go straight to the negative. And what God's saying is, is we want to transform our perspective, change our perception, work on the belief system. We've got to start not looking at the negative first. Start creating positive thought process. Amen? If a guy pulls in front of you and flips you off and, you know, you're going, just say, I guess he's about to have a baby and he's running home. <laughs> change how you feel. Change how you think. It, it, that's probably the farthest from the truth, but who cares? Or you can say, how dare you do it? And then I'm going to show him the way to Jesus as well. <laughs> One way. All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, now some are getting, okay, okay. All right, moving right along. How you view you will determine how you view God. Number four, your perspective defines your truths and beliefs. How you perceive life, it defines what you believe in life. So see how important it is to understand the ability to recognize the belief, because you're looking out and everything you see in life, listen, this computer is amazing. God created it, it's, it's beyond, beyond what even science can figure out, how this mind works. I mean, I mean, we do what we can, but the truth of the matter is, is it's beyond, beyond. They have no answer. They can't go, how's the heart beat? Why is it beat? What's, what's making it? What's creating it to beat? And they can have assumptions and thoughts and feelings, but the truth is they don't know. All of a sudden, boom, it starts working. We know, but that's, that's what happens. They come to a wall and then they go, well, they start assuming. Well, it's because electric or because, and it just, but they don't know. But it's, you know, in the, in the heart of man to figure out or make an answer because you look dumb not having it, I guess, whatever the case may be. But the thing is, is it's what we know. So we have to learn to understand this belief area, learn to understand that this perspective we're looking through is affecting us. 
Now, what I'm talking about, what I've been talking about is tied to belief, everybody. And understand this. Belief, 100% can change. So we're not talking about something that can't be fixed. Belief can change. There was a time I didn't believe in God. There was a time I didn't know Jesus. So I didn't really believe in Jesus. I heard about him, but I didn't know anything about him. That belief changed. I had a belief in different areas of God in my early walk. And a lot of those have changed. Are you guys hearing? Changed. Why? Because information came in that started to be able to push away older or lacking information in a new way, which created a different perception. I talked about my relationship with God. It was very difficult in the early days, my early years as a follower of Jesus. How come? Because I didn't have a relationship with my dad. I didn't have that coochie-coochie feeling with my dad. Didn't ever hear him not one time say, I love you. Not one time. Not one time did I experience a hug from him. Not one time did I ever see him cry. Not one time did I see any of this or hear any of this. Now, I saw through reaction in what he did. He provided. We went on vacations. We had clothes. We ate. Things like that. I saw that, but I never heard love from him to me. Now I get saved and I'm operating with a father. I don't know what that is. You don't all of a sudden turn around going kissy, kissy, huggy, huggy. I don't know that. So my life becomes what? It becomes distant because of belief. So when I go to God, it's more like my old interaction with my dad. That's a hindrance, people. That's a hindrance. Not because he wants it to be that way. It's because it's my perspective. But all of a sudden, I started hearing different information. And that information started not jiving with the old information. So ultimately, what happened? Something had to give. And what am I doing? Am I creating a new belief? Or I'm going to hold on to my own patterns. The, my old beliefs take me away from Jesus. So I had to do what? I had to release the old and replace with the new. Romans 12, 2, renewing the mind. Renewing the mind gives you the ability to understand the will of God. Only when you renew the mind. You can't understand it without renewing the mind. You have to replace the old with the new. Amen? And that gave me a new perspective. I thought this was cool. I pulled this off. I, I, I remember seeing this in a... Um, uh, defensive driving school, which I may or may not have taken years ago. In a vehicle standing still, you can see 180 degrees field of view. Vehicle standing still, 180 degrees. Once you get the vehicle moving, your view changes. You accelerate to 20, 20 miles per hour. Your field of vision reduces to 60%. Sitting, full view. Moment you start going at least 20, 60%. Once you hit 40 miles an hour, it shrinks to 20%. 20% is your field of view, 20%. Standing still, going a little faster, going a little faster. And at 60, I believe it, at 60 miles an hour, it's just as wide as your headlights. That's your field of view. Now think about that. That shows me that when you look at life, 
the faster you go through life, the less your field of view is. Field of view is important for experience, to be able to recognize what's around you. And I believe a lot of us are going 60. And it's time to slow down. It's time to slow down. I mean, it's like Christmas came and gone. I know there's nothing we do about that, and it really sucks because I wish I could hold, you know, like, like um, Joshua did, sun stand still and just have Christmas like for about three days and then release it. But that's not my faith. I'll get there one day. You know, that'd be cool. You'd be going, it's still Christmas? Gosh, it's so weird. Must be pastor. But the point is, is it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome picture to realize that in the natural, it's a spiritual truth. In the natural, the quicker we go through life, we lose perspective. Our field of view becomes more narrower. And I believe if we're wanting to experience the greatest 2022, you're going to have to slow it down. You're going to have to listen more. You're, no, no quick reaction. With 60 mile an hour, everything's quick reaction. Going slower Everything's slower because you have plenty of time to react to everything. Are you hearing me? Are you listening, you quick drivers out there? And I'm not speaking to me. I'm speaking to you. This mess is about you this morning. Are you hearing me? Listen, the faster you go, the less your view is. That's what it comes down to. So we need to slow it down. Amen. Amen. See the right. We need the right perspective of God and his word. We can't rushing through this thing. It's just not going to happen. When we look at this world and we look at the, what the word of God says, we came out of the world and we're a part of this kingdom. When we look at the world, we look at a world that it's, it's addicted to average. And God is saying, I want you going beyond. And that means we're going to have to make a choice. Are we going to stay the same? Or are we going to start going a different direction? Amen? You've got to understand something. It is God's will and has always been his will to get you into a life that's beyond what you could ask or think. That's his will. He said it. He spoke it out. It's something that I'm going to choose to receive. And it's going to be effectual in me. It's going to have powerful work because I'm mixing it with faith. I'm mixing it with faith. When God said, and listen, these things don't happen just so simple. My zeal, my excitement, and that desire can interfere with hearing exactly what God wants. And I got to tone it down. I got to chill. I got to sit there and say, whenever you're ready, Father, just let you know I'm ready. Whenever you're ready. And, and sometimes it'll come quicker than others. This one sort of dragged on. And I'm like going, man, where's this word? Where's this word? I need this word. God, don't, don't be last minute with me. And ultimately, he gave me the word. And it was interesting because it tied into things that I've already been talking about in service. It already was tying to that. And I'm thinking, God, you're so awesome in how you do things. Because it's like you're giving me something to where I've already been experiencing just by in study, just by gathering together and, and, and the word being, you know, broken 
and we're partaking together. And it's just something where you're like going, man, how wonderful you are. And so we have to understand that if we're going to go beyond, we're going to have to, the limitations are there just in our experience. But we're going to have to get past that uneasy feeling and to look in a place that I've never seen before. The blind men, remember? We're going to look through expectation. I believe. And their eyes were opened. I believe, and their eyes are open. Matthew 13, 16 says this. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. The right perception on hearing. When you hear correctly, you'll see correctly. Are you hearing me? When you hear correctly, you see correctly. You ever had an attitude with someone? Maybe you played sports, had an attitude with coach. You see differently, don't you? If you have an attitude with friends, you see differently, don't you? You start putting what? Motives in there, attitudes. You start creating uh, uh, different type of pictures in your mind that could be taking place that could be farthest from the truth, but that's what we do. And that's what we need to understand. That's how we need to hear and see correctly. Isaiah 42, 20 says this, you have seen many things, but you paid no attention. In other words, you chose not to believe. Your ears are open, but you hear nothing. You chose not to hear. You chose not to hear. You chose not to believe. Let me give you two keys to follow to go beyond. First key, you got to live in the word of God. You got to live in the word. Live in the word. Live in the word. You do not at all try to establish a picture of this without truth. Because a picture of live in the word can be the most religious picture there is. I got to become a missionary. I got to go to church all the time. You do all kinds of things that are not what God is looking for. Amen. So we have to live in the word. And living in the word, John 8, 31 says this. Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, people that believe him, he says, if you abide in me, if you live in me, everybody say live in him. If you take up residence in me, if you dwell in me. Well, what's Jesus saying? You got to move in with him, his apartment? No, he's saying, if you can get to a place where my words are part of your life, my words are part of your life, then you shall know the truth and the knowledge of that truth that you apply shall make you free. So he said, abiding me is receiving a word, accepting my word and operating in it. There comes the freedom. Amen. Verse 36 says this, the son or the word shall make you free. It's just very clear. God says, freedom is tied to this. James 1.25 says this, but a person who looks intently in the perfect law that gives freedom, God's word, and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will bless in everything he does. So he's saying, you hear and you do, blessing takes place. Hear and do, blessing takes place. So what does it look like when you're living in the word of God. First thing is you meditate. 
You meditate on the word of God. God told Joshua, take the word, meditate on it day and night. And by meditating on the word, you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. What's he saying? He's saying the ability to make or to do is tied to what you believe. Meditation is what you think about on a consistent basis. It's not something you glance at or something that you think about once in a while. Meditation is literally receiving something as is truth. I'm meditating on it. I'm allowing this word to roll around. It's tied to the area of the, the, the position of self-talk or murmuring. We all do it. No one in here doesn't talk to themselves. Everybody talks to themselves. Everybody. You don't even have to open your mouth and talk to yourself. But you're talking to yourself. We all do it all the time. We're very good in talking to ourselves in here or out here and to do everything and anything. You can drive a car. You can work. You can deal with issues. You can watch TV. It doesn't matter. You all can self-talk with simplicity. Meditating on the word of God becomes a religious statement that says, I can't do that. How am I going to do that? <laughs> I got to do this. I got to work. I got to take care of this. I gotta How can I meditate on God's word all the time? I won't be able to do anything. That's what religion does. It's a con job. Y'all meditate. Everybody in here meditates. All God's saying is change what you're meditating on. And all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, I can think about the goodness of God and still, you know, watch the game. I can think about the goodness of God and still drive the car. Are you guys hearing me? So the meditation is a part of being in Jesus, dwelling with him. The second thing is communication, how we speak. And that's what I was talking about. You're going to speak. You're going to release the word of God. When you are believing, meditating on something, the next step is you confess it. We do it. Matthew 17, 20 says this. I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain. You'll do what? Believe to the mountain? No, you'll say to the mountain, be removed. You'll speak to things that are beyond. How? By faith. And God's saying, you speak it, you meditate on it, and the second key is you act on it. How do I go beyond? You dwell in the word of God, his information, the relationship with Jesus. The second key, you act on it. Jesus said this. If anyone hears these words of mine and puts them to practice, it's like a man, wise man or woman who built their house on a rock. But those who hear my word and they don't practice it, I liken them to a stupid person out of the words of Jesus. Understand, if you look at life and you pay attention, a house is very important. When is it the greatest importance? And we don't even think about this, do we? Greatest importance is, is when there is a storm or when it is freezing or when you do need to get to a place where there's comfort and security. Man, when you talk about a house, it's, it's more than just I live here. But it is protection. Because what did he say? You built a house and what? Floods come, rains come, storms come, winds come. 
And so all of a sudden now he's saying, you want a good, a secure life? Hear my word and do it. You want beyond in 2022? Hear the word and do it. Pastor, wait, wait, how do I do it again? You abide in his word and you do it. How, how's that? Meditate, confess it, act on it. Make Monday the time of your test where you heard the information, you've brought, you, you, you written down the information in your head, in your heart, and then Monday you're going to take the test. You're going to start doing it. Amen. 2022, we're going beyond. Father, we thank you for your word. We have great expectation for this year. And I believe that this year is and will be the greatest, greatest year that we've all experienced. We all are going to make the decision to go beyond and we all will experience the beyond because we want your will to be fulfilled in our lives. And we're going to go where you want us to go. And we're going to do what you want us to do. And we're going to say what you want us to say. We're committed to you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.